Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Murder and Misery. My name is Heather and I know very little about true crime. Last season I knew nothing, now I know a little. <laughs> My name is Jillian and I'm a little bit more of a true crime expert than I was last year. True. We started this podcast so that I could learn more about true crime because Jill is obsessed and I am terrified and it's actually worked out pretty well and I haven't been too scared and so hopefully you won't be too scared either and maybe you'll learn something. If you're new to our podcast, each week Jill tells us a new story, including both local and national cases. Now let's get started with season two. So before we get started, today's case contains mention of suicide, sexual assault, and violent death of animals. So let's jump right in. Today's story was requested from our friend Adam. Okay. So we're going to start on Friday, July 14th of 2017 in Slidell, Louisiana, where husband and wife Steve and Nanette Crintle lived. They were starting their day as usual. Nanette was making Steve's lunch before he went off to work at the fire, work as the fire chief of St. Tammany's Parish Fire District 12. Side note, our friend Adam, who requested this story, lives in Slidell and is a firefighter at the station next door. So I'm sure if I'm pronouncing any of these Louisiana words wrong, he will let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Because they have some, I don't know. That's a risk. Yeah, well. (laughs) That's a risk. (laughs) They just, Louisiana has a, I don't know, a bunch of, like, we don't have parishes here, so. It's just a county. Well. It's like straight up the same thing. Lincoln County is a lot easier to pronounce than some of the parishes down there. Okay. But after she made lunch, Steve left for work around 7.45. After he left, Nanette went to McDonald's to get breakfast. After she got breakfast, she went home, and around 10 a.m., she made a phone call to her pharmacy to refill a prescription. Around 1.30, she made another call. The person didn't answer because they thought it was, like, the wrong call or so... It didn't really say who the person was that she called, but we just know that they didn't answer. Okay. We do know that about an hour later, a neighbor called 911 to report a fire. When the fire department arrived on scene, they began putting out the flames and started searching for Nanette. It is unclear who arrived first. Most people say that her husband arrived on scene first, Mm -hmm. but he was in one of those, you know, SUV fire Mm -hmm. ones, so they weren't equipped to... Fight the fire. Oh, to fight the fire. Right, so... Yeah. So... That would be upsetting. mm Mm-hmm. But when they did get the fire put out, eventually, Nanette was unfortunately found on the floor of her bedroom, deceased, and burned beyond recognition. Her dog and two cats were found deceased as well. Initially, Nanette's death was ruled as a suicide, but it didn't take much investigation to realize the fire was not an accident, and that it had been set intentionally. There were nine security cameras and recorders on the property, and they had all been coated in a fire accelerant like gas. Um, It didn't say exactly, but I assume something like that. What is weird is from my understanding, the camera at their front gate was not burned, but on July 13th, the day prior, Steve noticed that it had been disconnected, but he didn't stop to reset it. This was the one like at their gate. Mm -hmm. So I assume since it was at the gate, it wasn't part of the house fire. 
but it didn't necessarily say if it was one that had been like doused in gasoline or whatever. So that part is a little confusing, but we do know that it was disconnected. So still wasn't giving us any information. Right. Like I said, her death was initially ruled suicide. This was until about a week later during the autopsy when they found a bullet wound above her temple on the right side of her head. My gosh. Mm -hmm. They also found that all of the, the animals had been shot too. Oh, no. I know. The wound had an entry point, but no exit point. And also during the autopsy, they noted that her lungs were clear. No soot or anything. So there was no way that gotcha. Net was alive Yeah. when the fire started. Her previous cause of death was dismissed and a new investigation opened. Once investigators started looking into things and asking questions, some chilling details emerged. The first one being that prior to her death, she felt like she was being followed by a strange man. Oh, spooky. Mm-hmm. She had found some cigarette butts and a knife on her property. Not a fan. Mm-mm. She had previously emailed her dad a picture of a man who she said was someone who started walking towards her when she was getting the mail one day and that she was creeped out and worried, as I would be too, because it, it's... I would never get the mail again. I'm telling you right now, yeah. I would never get the mail again. Well, and it seems... From... Maybe for, maybe in like a year. <laughs> yeah. I'd be so scared. Well, it seems that too that it wasn't, and I don't know if it was kind of set up like around here where it's technically a subdivision because it said that the neighbor was riding through the subdivision when he saw the fire but they lived like on property mm-hmm. so it wasn't like you know my house where there's a bunch of people walking around mm-hmm. and it's normal so i think that was like even worse so this obviously oh, creeped- true yeah because yeah there's no reason for them to be there right right oh my gosh i would never go outside again mood i would need a personal escort <laughs> for everything all the time well she did carry well, clearly did not help her. But this was for other reasons that we'll get to later. Okay. So she was super creeped out and worried. She had discussed this with her family and sent those pictures to her dad. Then issues in Steve and Annette's marriage also came to light. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Steve had an affair with a co-worker at the fire station. This put a heavy strain on their relationship, but Steve said that they had worked past this and they were fine. Nanette's family had a different story, though, saying that she wanted to end the marriage, Mm. which doesn't sound happy and perfect to me. But the weirdest thing about this is Steve's brother. Okay. Brian Crintle. Brian hated Nanette, and Nanette was scared of Brian. According to her family, in 2011, he started making threats to her so much that she purchased a gun and security cameras. For the brother? Yes. Whoa. Brian had a pretty lengthy criminal record, and in 2015, after someone reported him and he was arrested for drug paraphernalia, he blamed Nanette and thought she was the one who called the police, though I don't think it was ever confirmed or denied. In 2007, Kim, Nanette's sister, said that she received texts from Nanette about how Brian threatened to set their house on fire, sexually assault her, Nanette, and then kill both her and Steve. However, what... Why was the husband not concerned about this? Literally. And it sounds like maybe he was because he knew that they, like, didn't... He knew that his brother hated her. So, it, it it's not like he's denying it, but it is, like, just, like, weird. Yeah, but 
literally no one is allowed to say that they're going to set my house on fire and murder my husband. Nobody. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I would be like, absolutely not. Get out of my house. Like, don't talk to me ever again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if they had any sort of. And threatening to sexually assault your wife. Yeah. That's, that's weird. I want to say that I, I don't. would never speak to them again, and I would make sure I had a restraining order. I don't know if they had a restraining order. It's really weird because I got to be completely honest. I'm going to put, like, I don't remember, like, seven sources. And the only reason that I knew about this part, not because of any of the articles, but because when Adam came into town this last time, he made me watch this documentary. I, I made him watch A Brother Were Out Thou. He'd never seen it. It's a good movie. He was singing the songs in karaoke. He's never seen the movie. That's a fake fan. So we watched that. In return, <laughs> I had to watch this documentary. Okay. And, I mean, it was like a TV documentary. Mm-hmm. And it was about this. And I remember from watching it a couple months ago, I was, like, writing this and, like, reading all these. And I was, like, I'm so confused because I distinctly remember him in the documentary. And I had met, I had mixed it up with another case. But I thought it was Steve's son. That was, like, making all these crazy claims. And I was, like, why is no one talking about this? Yeah. So then I had to Google it and it was, like, one of the search was, like, Steve Crendles or whatever, brother. And I was, like, oh, yeah, it was his brother. Mm -hmm. And then so I had to go out and search an article that pointed out that the brother did all this crazy stuff, which I will say I'm, you know, I assume why most of the articles didn't include this is because he was completely cleared. He Mm -hmm. was on house arrest at the time so his house arrest had him 15 miles away and security footage showed him there as well oh okay yeah because if it was just house arrest i'm like he was... i'm not i'm not confident right, if it's just right. house arrest right <laughs> but if we have camera footage fine yeah um nanette's family though does not believe that she committed suicide i would agree yeah you of... can't shoot yourself and then catch your house on fire right you know what i mean right well, it just doesn't work that way they tried saying that she started the house fire and then ran into the bedroom and then committed suicide. Okay. Like, well, I mean, I'm not saying that I think that that happened, but I can see why someone would say that. But again, like you had said, during the autopsy, there was no evidence mm-hmm. of smoke inhalation. Right. So. Yeah. Which doesn't check out. And But I will say one of her friends said that she had become depressed in the past couple months. Um, but if my husband had an affair, I would also be depressed. But if she's, like, talking about leaving him, I don't think she would, you know, obviously, I don't think she would, I don't know. You never know. I know, like, out of the people that I know that have have committed suicide, I know people are like, well, like, no, like, some people you just never know. But, like, and I know that's the case with some people, but, like, personally, for the people that I know that have committed suicide, it was, like, no. Like, they, I mean, like, tweeting about it, like, all this stuff. It was never, like... No, like, there was no signs that they were going to do it. Which, even, like, Tanner Ward, like, he was like, okay, like, I'll be home for dinner. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, she was filling prescriptions and, like, going about her day as normal. Yeah, that would be really odd. Right? I mean, just general psychology says that if people stop making plans or if they start to give away their most prized possessions or, mm-hmm. you know, like, whatever, like, those kinds of things. Right. That's when you start to be worried, but making plans for the future is not a thing that people do that are committing suicide. Right. So thinking like, 
oh, I better fill my medicine for next week is not an idea that they would have. And also, she was a huge animal lover. And and I obviously don't know her, but and I'm this is just me thinking, but like, not that I am, but if I ever was like, I would a hundred percent not shoot my dogs and then set my house on fire. Like if I, if I didn't want to be here anymore, like my, not, I don't want my mom to think anytime I let the dogs at her house that I'm going to do something crazy, but I would a hundred percent take my dogs somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like just because I'm going through pain as an animal lover does like, I would never in a million years shoot my dog and then set my house on fire and kill everybody. Like, that just doesn't seem... It's also just, like, unnecessary to shoot yourself and then catch your house on fire. Right. And all of the security cameras, mm, that's also weird. Like, what, you just didn't want anybody to know that you did that? No, that doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm also confused about that because is it, like, just continuous footage? Like, not recorded? Because why would there not be, like, a backup? So these security cameras, I'm not sure if they were the same ones that they purchased in 2011, but I do know that the FBI said that these were so burned and destroyed that they couldn't even get footage off of them. Okay. So I don't know if they were the exact same ones, but I know that they didn't have the cloud storage ones back then. And I know that they didn't have the cloud storage ones now, which is why, though they didn't like give super detail about the front gate camera... That's why I'm like, was that one burned also? Or did that one just mysteriously get disconnected? You know? It's weird. It's weird. Well, it was mysteriously disconnected for sure, though, because that was the day before. Right. Her husband noticed it was disconnected and then didn't bother with reconnecting it. I feel like you're trying to give me sketchy vibes about the husband, but I'm telling you right now, I notice things all the time that are broken or in the wrong place in my house, and I think I do not want to deal with that right now, and I continue on with my life. No, I do the same thing. Like, even so just... I don't <laughs> think that says anything about no. anyone. All I'm saying is <laughs> I do that daily. <laughs> no, my next point was going to be I literally, like, with my security cameras, you just have to replace the batteries, and sometimes I just can't bother. I just... I cannot be bothered. Yeah. Like, I... I have other things to do that are less important and I better be doing them. <laughs> the only thing that I'm, like, super strict on, which is kind of related but also not, is, like, the smoke alarms. If those batteries start going out, you know, I will Nobody, be late. I mean, I can't function if the beeping is happening. Right. It's it just... nuts. I don't understand how people have them stuff going off for three months. And the background of every TikTok video they post, it's still going off. Do they just drown it out? I don't get it. I don't know. Anyway. Can't relate. Literally. But security cameras, if somebody robs in my house, they have a good shot. It's my own fault. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Investigators firmly believe that Nanette died by suicide. Still? Mm-hmm. According to the investigator who's... I'm confused. Her, her death was ruled a suicide, then they said, never mind. Mm-hmm. And then, well, it's a couple different... It depends on who you talk to. Okay. Of what they think. So... The investigators think that she did it. According to the investigator who spoke with the Huffington Post, they discount the theory that she was dead prior to the fire. Uh, The investigators believe Crindle could have set the fire, then stepped into the master bedroom, fired a fatal shot into her head as the fire was, you know, going. On the fifth anniversary of her death, which was this past year, they held a candlelight vigil And Lori, who was a close friend to her, wanted to push more attention to her case. She said, quote, 
it being the fifth and it still being unsolved without a suspect in sight or reminding people in charge that we haven't forgotten her, even if they have. I don't know what they're doing. It's been very quiet for a very long time. It's very frustrating. It's very disappointing. Nanette's father, who constantly was like wanting answers about what happened because well, obviously course. they were close. Yeah. He passed away in October Bummer. without getting to know what happened to his daughter. And Nanette's sister, Kim, said, one thing I really hoped, as much as he tried to keep her name out there, that he would see justice for her. Yeah. I'm just like, I can't, I'm just confused still about suicide, not suicide. Because is it the same investigators that initially were like, okay, this is a suicide. She went to autopsy. The autopsy report said no, she couldn't have died by accident and, or committed suicide by this fire. I think it's the coroners versus the investigators. Okay, so the investigators have held strong in their belief from the beginning. It's- All I have to say is... If you are trying to get revenge on a fire person, you set their house on fire. You know what I mean? That makes sense, so too. So, it could have been somebody mad at the husband. But... Could have been the girlfriend. I want to say that they looked into her even though they didn't say who she was. But there are some weird things that are going on with this case involving the county and, like, the officials. Okay. So, from what it seems... Obviously, he was the fire chief. He's no longer the fire chief. But what the family feels like and a lot of people feel like is that they are protecting the person who did this. Who? The officials. Like okay. the, the law enforcement there. Obviously, that's speculation. Um, that's what a lot of people believe. That the husband had something to do with it. They do. Um, a lot of people in the fire districts down there also feel that I just don't think so because how embarrassing for your wife to die in a fire when you're the fire chief it is embarrassing but who better to pull it off than somebody that knows fire then why not the girlfriend that's at the firehouse I don't know because none of the articles I I didn't rewatch the documentary but I feel like maybe they touched on why she wasn't a suspect um Probably because somebody likes her and they're protecting her. Well, I just do not think that if you're the fire chief, you set your house on fire. Like, it's too obvious. And it's embarrassing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, unless you're stupid, but, like, if you're the fire chief, I don't think you're stupid. You gotta have some kind of something in their brain. True. True. This is my opinion. I don't know. All I know is that um, they would like more people to hear about this Mm -hmm. and... They want social media to do its thing to try and get answers. Do they think somebody else was involved or just the husband? I think it depends on who you talk to. Okay. Um, some people believe that it may be that man that was at the mailbox. I was also going to, like, I'm also thinking about that. Like, clearly she was worried about somebody else. Yes. Because she had a picture of this other person. Yeah. And again, like, if you're, if you live on, I don't know how much property they have, but if you live on property and somebody's walking up to your mailbox... That's really strange and seems to be very purposeful. We do not walk enough in the United States of America. You know what I mean? We drive everywhere. Mm -hmm. So for you to just be walking on the street is odd. I don't think anybody thinks... I don't think that anybody thinks that her husband is the one who started the fire. I think the 
the people that think that he did it are people that think that he hired somebody else to do it. Okay. Because he was at work. So there's no way that he could have done it. But I wish we could play like the recordings. He had a dash cam mm-hmm. on his his vehicle and his demeanor was weird. And now of course I'm going into this bias because you know, hey like, you know, hearing about it before seeing it, obviously the people that I talked to, Adam, think that that guy's suspicious and that he had something to do with it. Okay. Now, Adam, probably not going to listen to this. He might actually because it's his story, but... He's absolutely not going to listen to this. He might. He's probably going to be like, Adam, at the I'm fire... shook <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> at the fire station. Hey, guys, look at this, this other podcast that's talked about me in a good light. Okay. Um, but he thinks that the husband had something to do with it. Nobody believes that the husband is the one that did it because, well, I, I do take that back because some people do believe that the husband is the one that did it. Some people, of course, speculation again, don't think that it was her that had gone through McDonald's. They have security footage, but they don't think it's her going through McDonald's in her car. Some people believe that she had been shot and killed the night before. But she talked to somebody on the phone. They only had phone records of her calling in her prescription, not of anybody talking. Mm. And then the second person she called didn't answer. Right. Hmm. I, I should have added that earlier, but that's another speculation. I'm glad I'm asking questions because you're adding a lot of good information. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. So... Just because they feel that way or is is there reason to believe that she was shot the night before or just because they decided that that was the case? I don't know if there's substantial evidence that pointed to her being killed the night prior or if that just is the way that they maneuvered it around to point the finger at Steve. Okay. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Now, there could be... It was weird. All these articles were weird. Like, they were just very short. So, in in this theory mm-hmm. husband kills her and the dogs the night before goes to work and then somebody else that catches the house on fire how is he going to mcdonald's if he's at work i don't know i think because if he i mean he clearly was at work because like you said right he was dispatched to the fire mm-hmm. in his little suv well i will say though that when they got there the house was like, it wasn't one of those things where, like, oh, my gosh, like, the fire just started. Like, it was it was in a blaze. If you live on property, right. you're probably a little bit far from the fireplace. Oh, yeah. And that's, they and had And you said the only reason why anyone is even there to see your call was because somebody drove by, right? Well, the person was on a bicycle, and I couldn't tell if, because it looks like their house is in a wooded area, so I couldn't tell if. If they drove by on, like, a road and saw the house on fire or if they saw smoke coming through the trees and saw that it was on fire. Because from the video that I watched, it, I mean, their house is, it looks like they're on a forest and they cut a plot out for their house and their shed and stuff like that. Like, it looks like they have a lot of land. But I don't exactly know because, again, like, these, I don't know. It, I should have rewatched the documentary again. It went a lot more into of why people were suspicious. And all of these articles are just like, well, these people think it's a suicide. These people think it's not a suicide. You know, if you have any information, call Crime Stoppers. 
like the fact they didn't even touch on his brother yeah is weird yeah maybe his brother hired somebody to do it i don't know but i mean he threatened his brother as well so his brother lived yeah you know what i mean i don't think that they had a relationship after that but i could be wrong i know he was living at their parents house well on house arrest how strange mm-hmm. so the whole case is just it's weird mm-hmm. um definitely but hopefully we can shed some more light on it. So if somebody knows something, it technically is still an ongoing investigation. And But, but no... then, like, why? Because if the investigators have ruled it a suicide, it would be closed. The investigators say that it's a suicide, but the coroner's rulings is different. So that means it can't be closed? I think so. Oh. Because it's still an active and ongoing investigation, but they don't have any more information on it. So I think it's just sitting there. Like, cold case. I think it's, I don't know if it's technically a cold case. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. So um, if anyone has any information, they are asked to contact the St. Tammany Parish Sheriff's Office at 985-898-2338 or Crime Stoppers at 504-822-1111. And that is the tragic death of... Nanette Crintle. Okay. I really liked that story. I really want to watch the documentary because I have a lot more questions. I know I should. I just know that I'm going to be like thinking about it. You know what I mean? It's you on YouTube. You hear something and you're like, I'm going to be wondering about that now. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I asked a lot of questions now, but I just know that they're going to keep popping up. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Murder and Misery. If you haven't already, please follow our Instagram like our Facebook page, and join our Facebook group. And we will be back together next week with another episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.